Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Schools of Excellence podcast. This is kicking off a whole new series. This is the 2024 ECE forecast, which is pioneering school leadership in a changing landscape of parent partnerships, child relationships, and financials. And I am super excited about this conversation because last year in 2023, Um, I released the 2023 ECE forecast on the podcast where we interviewed experts in early childhood to share just their predictions, their trends of what they kind of anticipated was going to be happening inside of the uh, landscape of education during 2023. And in witnessing everything that's happened over the course of this year. And my team and I sat down and we were like, okay, we're going to put together this 2024 ECE forecast what does this entail? Like, what is this forecast about? So I want you to take a pause for a second and think about a journey because 2024 and beyond is really entering a new era of school leadership. And in this four-part series, we're going to explore the four critical buckets that are shaping the next evolution of education. And those four buckets are leadership, parent partnerships, child relationships, and financials. And the reason that I chose these four buckets is because, as many of you know, I am committed to speaking to directors, teachers, owners, childcare leaders, anyone in the field of education on a weekly basis. And so when I bring information to you, when I bring conversation, it is not just blown out of my head. It comes from dialogue. It comes from the struggle. It comes from the conversation that you guys are telling me about. And the pattern that I've been recognizing is these four categories are a must conversation as we enter 2024 and beyond. So why these four? Well, 
2024, the role of leadership is really undergoing a profound transformation. And in the course of this series, today's pod, today's episode is going to be all about leadership. We're really going to be diving into the importance of leaders aligning their personal values with their own personal mission and the company's mission. Leaders need to understand that leadership is not enough anymore. People have been through too much. And we can't just embrace leadership in the way that we have until now. We need to understand that we have to lead with a different level of integrity while managing very diverse teams and our organizations. In the next episode, we're going to explore the changing landscape of parent expectations. Parents today have higher standards for their children's education. And so much of parent expectations and their complaints and just whatever's coming at you is really driven by an increased awareness in the digital age. And the digital pressures create heightened anxiety and they really impact so many people. And so we're really going to dive into like the frameworks of relationships and what that really speaks to. And the way that I'm going to have these conversations is instead of interviewing people in the field, I want to bring you a different perspective of leaders in these domains that are not in the early childhood field. And I want to help narrate and distill for you how you can use these frameworks to make sense in your early childhood center. And so each bucket, the leadership bucket, the parent partnership bucket, child relationships, financials, I'm going to be sharing excerpts of other industry leaders in other domains, and you're going to hear their insights into what they have to say about relationships or child relationships and partnerships and how that's evolving in this next era of leadership. In the next episode, we're going to really dive into the impact that the pandemic has had on early childhood development, because it, it can't be overstated. There's language delays, there's reduced cognitive development, there's changes in teachers' confidence, and all of these things are really having these lasting impacts. And so we really need to look at how the pandemic and the lockdowns and all of these different components, how they have impacted child development and how they're impacting child relationships at the exact same time and how that's impacting veteran teachers' confidence and their ability to lead their own classrooms. Finally, we're really going to delve into the financial aspect of early childhood education. So while grant and relief money provided very much needed crucial support during the pandemic, we need to explore new financial dilemmas that school leaders are facing. There is far too much scarcity-based thinking happening and decision-making happening. We need to understand the importance of transparency and charitable giving inside of this new era. And so I'm really going to dive into how leaders need to grapple resource allocation and the distinction between needs and wants and understanding the importance of transparent communication with families and values. So I really hope that you will take the time to sit down each week with me over the next couple of weeks and join this conversation as we look at the forecast, as we look at this new era of leadership. So let's dive into today's conversation on leadership. When I was thinking about what really makes 2024 and beyond very different in the realm of early childhood leadership is really understanding that people have been through far too much. People 
have navigated the most challenging three to four years possibly of their entire lives. And so the traditional models of leadership or the traditional strategies that we have used to lead, to inspire, to mentor, to build culture are not going to work in this new era of leadership. Um, it's just a different world. And people are seeking leaders in this space and deeply craving people that are embodying the values of building community, leaders that have a focus on family and values and connection to faith and experience, like they are not interested in leadership that is talking just about, oh, and then you get this bonus and then you get this thing and then you'll be promoted to do this thing and then you'll get to do this thing and all the things that they get to do. Like, it, it's not about that. People want real leaders who embody their values, who step up and say hard things, who are not afraid to speak truth. And the reason why this is so challenging as we move forward is because the world just gets more and more polarizing and moves even faster and faster. And cancel culture and the pandemic have shut down the voices of school leaders. I'm going to say that again, cancel culture and the pandemic have shut down the voices of school leaders. They have shut down parts of themselves. And because of that, there is so many different conversations that haven't been had in so long. And the courageousness that is needed from new leaders is recognizing that like, you can't just come in and say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. Like it takes courage to lead at another level and move beyond tactical models and really embrace what it means to lead at a holistic level. We need to look at our entire lives. We need to look at the entire lives of our staff. This is not just about you speaking and saying, my family is important to me. My faith is important to me. Charitable contributions is important to me. You know, my elders are important to me. My community is important to me. My health is important to me. My mental wellness is important to me, but then your life is not congruent with that. That's not going to work. It's just not. We need to embody what our mission is, what our personal mission is, what is important for us. Why do we wake up in the morning? Why do we go to work? Why did we open this childcare center? Why is it important for us to keep going? Why is it so critical for us to continue doing that? You see, leaders the ones who are stepping into this conversation, because there's a lot of you that a couple minutes in are like, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. And that's fine. Um, this series and this conversation is for leaders who understand that there is a transition happening in the world and that things are shifting and we can't have the same conversation again and again. Like, I just, I can't talk about certain things anymore. Like I'm done. We need to have a different conversation and leaders are done School leaders are really tired of being confined to the walls that were created by other people, by government, by other rules. Like we're, we're done with that. We're, we are so done. And we want healthy role models that prioritize other things than money or social activism or what's happening in the world or the narrative or what everything's is cool and trendy. Like we, we don't want that. We want people that are having different conversations and leading at the next level requires a level of courageousness that you absolutely need to embody, but you don't even know how to do it because you've never done it before. You've never done it before. So how do we actually do this? Like, what, what does this actually look like? Well, let's get started with understanding 
When you are leading at a holistic level, you are a walking representation of what it means to be calm and balanced and sturdy and stable. And you're looking at the longevity of your life, the longevity of your business. I have spoken again and again and again on this podcast, at every event that I speak at, at any conversation that I have. I am playing the decades game. I want to be speaking on stages. I'm running this podcast well into my 80s um, and I'm still in my 30s. So I am playing the decades game. And if you are playing the decades game and you are looking at longevity, you have to understand that your leadership practices today, what you do on a regular Monday morning will impact whether you have this stamina and the mental acuity and the drive to continue doing this for the next 20, 30 years. There are far too many people that are tapping out of the game. And I'm seeing it again and again and again. Leaders are tapping out of this game. They're tapping out. Why? Why are they giving up? Why are they tapping out of the game? Right? What's happening? What is taking people out of this game of leadership inside of schools? Well, what's happening is that when you achieve a certain level of success, right? This is where I talk about the paradox of success, which is a whole separate conversation. But, and I'm going to be talking about that on some further episodes. But when you reach a certain level of success, there will be certain things that are happening inside of the business that nobody's talking about. When you reach a certain level of success, you are going to have your reputation on the line. You are going to have people that are going to run campaigns against you. Social media campaigns, conversation campaigns, all different kinds of things that are going to feel like you have the wind knocked out of you. You are going to have lawyer issues. You are going to have litigation. You are going to have staff that are going to come to you and you're like, oh my God, I thought you were going to be my employee forever. I thought you were my most loyal, trusted person and is going to blow up in your face. You are going to have your most talented, trusted, right-hand people come and say, I'm leaving. I'm doing something else. Um, you're not a good enough leader. You didn't support me. I'm going to do something else. And it will knock the wind out of you. The wind out of you. You are going to have betrayal. And here's the thing. Whenever I talk about this stuff, so many people are like, that's not going to happen to me. That's not going to happen to me. That's not going to happen to me. When you are saying that's not going to happen to you, you haven't been playing the game long enough. You have not been playing the game long enough because if you are playing the game long enough and you're playing the decades game, it is not if you are going to experience these things. It's when those things are going to happen to you. It's when those things are going to happen to you. And so what's happening is, is Leaders don't understand that this is coming. And I can't tell you how many people I'm talking to that are in tears, crying, bold, like crawled up in a ball in the floor, in the corner and saying, I can't do this. This is too hard. I give up. This is too much. I don't want to deal with this anymore. And I know that if you're listening to this episode, you are nodding your head and saying, yeah, I've said that. I've said that. Let me tell you something. I have said those things too. I have been curled up in fetal position on the floor in my bedroom, crying, having a panic attack from certain things that have happened inside of my business, but I'm still standing. And here's the thing. I've said those things to myself. I've said those things to myself where I've said, I can't do this. It's too hard. I give up. I want to fire everyone. I don't want to deal with this. The people that we need to be surrounding ourselves with And what we need to understand is we need to stop putting our heads in the sand and recognize that the new era of leadership is understanding how to push through the struggle. 
how to understand that if you want to be playing this game for a long time, you need to understand that you will constantly go through different seasons of I can't do this. It's too hard. I give up. And the question is, do you understand, as Maya Angelou says, which I absolutely love her quote, every storm runs out of rain. Every storm runs out of rain. So the storm doesn't last forever. But far too many people sit in the storm and they say, I can't, I can't. And it goes far longer than their personal thermostat has decided how much they can handle. And they tap out. They're out of the game. Don't do this. Don't do this. And the reason why I'm having this conversation with you now is because this is what the forecast is for 2024. More and more childcare facilities are going to be knocked out of the game. Knocked out of the game. Not because of their grant money is gone and this is gone and this is gone and staffing is an issue. You can say the era and the state of the of the industry as long as you want. And you can keep talking about the government will have to step in and this will have to step in and this has to change and this thing has to change. Or, and I think those things have to change. There are definitely different conversations that need to be having, that need to be had. And you have agency in your life. And If something isn't working inside of here, how are we up-leveling who we are and how we're thinking about how we're approaching our childcare facilities? If you retreat every time it gets hard, you keep starting over again. You will never close the freedom loop. You never get to fully see what happens inside of your center because you keep stopping and starting. And so when I think of what leadership looks like, at this next level and how we are, how we really need to be seeing this conversation is number one, what is your unique leadership approach? Because copying everyone else and the copycat approach is not going to work. You have to embrace your your individuality, your personal mission, how you want to show up in the world. So a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago, actually, at this point of the release of this episode, I host my annual legacy retreat and it's for 15 uh, school leaders, school owners who are coming together to have a different conversation. We do not talk about things that anyone else talks about at any of the conferences, at any of the events. Like this is a different conversation. There are no slide decks. There are no PowerPoints. There are no extra like hoopla there. Like we are sitting at the couch in the room, you know, in a cozy corner. People are being vulnerable. They are talking. They are actually having real hard conversations. And one of the exercises that I work through with our legacy group is writing your personal mission statement and taking the time to really understand why am I waking up every single morning, putting on clothing, washing my face and going to the center? Why am I doing that? What is the long game that I'm playing over here? What is happening here? And I can't tell you how many people, when they actually took the time to flesh out their personal mission statement, how many people had giving back and charitable contribution and paying it forward as part of their personal mission statement. And this blew my mind because so many people have this as part of their mission. And yet there is barely any conversation about paying it forward and charitable contributions inside of conferences. Go into the childcare conference halls. Are people talking about charity? Are people talking about paying it forward? Are people talking about giving it back? Are people talking about community and mentorship? What are we having more conversations about? Are there roundtables about, hey, you've reached a certain profit margin. What are you doing with a percentage of it? What are you doing with the profit? 
Are you giving back? Are you giving charity? Are you paying it forward? Are you using your time that you've bought back now? Now you have more time. Are you using it for mentorship? Are you using it to pay it forward? Are you using it to elevate the industry? What are you using your newfound resources for? That's part of leadership. That's part of embodying your mission and your values and how you want to show up in the world. And we need to have more of those conversations. So recognize your unique leadership approach. The other thing that when I think of 2024 and the forecast and beyond in this new era of school leadership is capacity management. Leaders need to recognize there are different capacities that are needed for decision-making, for vision setting, for problem solving, compared to staffing, to teachers, to the minutia of the operations. You need to understand that the capacity that you need to create around your energy, your time, your resources, your people needs to shift in this new era. The way that you used your capacity and your resources until now is not going to serve you in 2024. You need to do a complete re-audit on how you manage your energy, on how you manage your time, and how you manage the money. So I think there are so many conversations on how to manage money. And we'll talk about that in the part four of this series. But leadership is a resource. And we need to understand how you manage your energy and your time and how it's lining up together. We can't just say, I value family. I value my mental health. I value my emotional wellness. I value my physical wellness. And you don't prioritize time for it. And you keep saying, well, I need to put this together in the business. I need to take care of this thing in the business. I need to do this in the business. I need to do this in the business. That is living out of integrity and out of alignment. That is not recognizing that there are certain things that are in your control and there are certain things that are not in your control. And whatever it is for you, whether that's let go and let God, if if you're a person of faith, you trust in the universe, the stars, whatever you want to believe in, like do your thing. But please, this is an invitation to believe in something bigger than you, to trust and have faith that it will come together for you and constantly obsessing over the outcome and the result and and what is this going to do and how is this going to go and how is this going to happen here and what's the ROI over here and what's this? We all get stuck down that rabbit hole. I get stuck down that rabbit hole many, many times. And I constantly have to remind myself and reground myself that I need to prioritize the values that are important to me, to my family, to my business, to the legacy that I'm creating. People know what your values are. People see right through you. And in this new era of leadership, with people being through, been through so much, we have to lead with integrity in a completely different way. What else do we have to look at? Understanding the deep personal values that guide your decision making. So it's not just about my values are faith or family or, you know, uh, teamwork and fun and inclusion or whatever your values are for your personal values or for your what's or for your company values. Leading in 2024 and beyond in a new era of leadership is actually aligning your energy and your time with where your what your values are. So when you commit to things, is it coming through that lens? So let me tell you a personal story. The week of the Legacy Mastermind, it was Sunday through Wednesday, and Friday night began the high holiday season for me. 
And one of the values in our family is generosity. And one of the ways that we practice generosity, besides for charitable contributions and giving back to community, is we like to host members of our community in our household during holidays or Shabbat meals. It's really, really important to us. And I was looking at my capacity management to host people after leading this legacy retreat, right? So leading a retreat, for those of you that uh, do any type of speaking or leadership, know that leading pulls energy out of you, right? Especially when you're leading a group and I'm holding space for this group, it's, 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 it takes stuff out of me. And at the same time, I wanted to honor our family values of generosity of hosting people. And so there are four holiday meals over the course of the two days. And so Mayor and I sat together and we said, okay, we are going to commit to hosting for one meal. So while in previous years I have hosted for two or three of the meals, this year I chose one meal. Why? If I am a leader who is embodying the values of my personal life, which is my faith, my family, generosity, integrity, all of those values. And at the same time, I have a business that I love and that I want to show up to and I want to pour into and I want to take care of my clients and I want to serve them. How do I create integration and harmony between those two things? And so in this season, we chose one meal to host for. Why am I sharing the specificity of this? When you are designing what your company is going to work on in 2024, what projects you're going to commit to as a school, what initiatives you're going to do, what parent relationship things you're going to do, how you're going to, what new programs you're going to bring in for child development, how you're going to be connecting with uh, parents, the culture, the, all the different things that you're going to be doing. Are you just filtering it from the lens of this is such a cute idea? This is so great. This will be so fun. This will retain our staff. We can afford this or we can't afford this. We'll borrow money for this. We'll do this. I saw this in a cute Facebook group. I heard this at a conference. What lens are you making decisions from, from leadership? Are you filtering it through what your personal values are and what is important to you also when you walk through the doors and meet the people that you supposedly swear to care about more than anyone else in the world? Are you reserving energy for them or do they get the leftovers? Who gets the leftovers? Do you keep the leftovers for yourself? Do you get crumbs, right? Do the school get X amount and then your staff gets this amount, but then the crumbs and the leftovers are for you. And so, and then we wonder why burnout is such a high level, why people are tapping out of this game, why leaders keep saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. This is too hard. I can't do this. Like, help me. Why? Well, we have to look at what's happening. And this is what's happening. It's a breakdown of self-leadership. It's a breakdown of that. Leadership is different now. First, you have to understand, are you leading yourself? Are you aligned with yourself? Are you making those decisions from a place of integrity and true authenticity and how you want to show up in the world? And are you ensuring that the way that you're organizing things are not just leaving you with crumbs? But you also get part of the main course. You also get a slab of meat. I want that to really sink in for you. I want that to really sink in for you. And I suspect that a lot of you are getting emotional right now. And really pausing and thinking about just your own health journey. And what's been going on for you. 
And I know I speak from a place that I'm still very much in the thick of this, but I'm definitely away from some of the near death experiences. And what I mean by that is, you know, when I share that is COVID lockdowns, moving my family from New York to Florida, um, just the whole pandemic, I, you know, getting the first strain of COVID, everything that associated with that wrecked havoc on my body. And it wrecked havoc on my body in such a fundamental way that I didn't even realize how my body was getting sicker and sicker. And I just kept saying like, oh, I could power through. I could do this. I'm really strong. I could do this. I could show up for this. I could do this. I could do this. I could keep doing all these things. And the past six months have been a giant slowdown and a pause on what am I committing to? What am I saying yes to? Where am I reserving my energy to? In 2023, I got sick 15 times in the course of 10 months. And when I say sick, I don't just mean a cold. I mean, fever, knocked out, COVID, bronchitis, the flu, in, in ER, I was in the hospital for stress-induced inflammation. Like, I'm talking like serious, serious illness. And a lot of people wouldn't have known that in my inner circle because I continued to show up in a lot of different ways, hiding in other ways. And things started to really shift only when I really said, enough's enough. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. I have to stay. I'm, I'm living out of complete alignment. I need to lead myself. I need to stop leaving crumbs for myself. And we sometimes get delusional like myself where I'm like, but I do take care of myself. I go for monthly massages. I, you know, see, I make sure that I'm going, um, I'm in therapy. I have mental health professionals that I consistently work with. I work with mentorship. I run two miles every single day. I work out with a personal trainer. I eat healthy. I drink water. I meditate, right? I do all of those things. Leadership in this new era, that is not enough. That is why I started this podcast episode saying, that leadership now is not enough. People have been through too much. Your body and yourself have been through too much to be able to say that your leadership practices and how you are managing energy and resource allocation is going to take you into this next era because it's not. When you are at a new level of leadership, and you are pouring into people at a different capacity, the way you're pouring into yourself has to shift. Or what's happening is you are consistently pulling out and more holes are being plugged in the bucket and not enough is being poured in. And so eventually you dry out. And that's why leaders are tapping out of the game. And so the invitation that I have for you here, when we look at leadership in 2024, when we look at leadership from this forecasting perspective of how this impacts the educational landscape, early childhood education, is the people that are leading these schools, you as the owner, the directors, the executive directors, the regional managers, the assistant directors, the people in positions of leadership and influence. Influence is very different than power. Influence. Are you being role models of living your personal values, of creating alignment with that? And if you come until now, and you've listened until this point here and not tapped out, it means that you have the stamina inside of you to take this next step. 
you have the passion and the drive and the commitment and the hunger to keep going. And if you need that reminder, remember that every storm runs out of rain. And you might be in such a heavy torrential downpour right now. It feels like a hurricane and a tornado and a tsunami coming at you all at the same time. I need you to remember that hard times do end and new beginnings do come. And what you want to work on in the tsunami is handling that discomfort, is sitting within that and After you sit through that discomfort and don't try to fix it right away, then sit down and think about what are the shifts? What are the changes? What do I need to say no to? What needs to be on my do not do list? I have made so many different announcements over the last couple of weeks and months about different changes that we're making inside of the business, different events I'm doing and not doing, different conversations I'm having, different things I'm committing to, places I'm going to speak or not speak at, commitments I'm going to make or not do, partnerships that I am going to do or not going to do. Why am I making all those changes? Because I'm entering a new level of leadership. I am entering a new era of who I need to be inside of schools of excellence and my family to take this company through the next 10 years and beyond. And if I've committed to doing something, which is writing my book, and you guys all know this, right? And if you don't know that I'm writing a book, now you do know I'm writing a book. That requires a very different level of stamina. And so I have to ensure that the way I'm leading allows me the time and capacity to write and put forward into the world the book that I want to, while consistently honoring all of the other values that I've decided are really important to me. So I hope this episode, I hope this conversation has invited you to think about leadership from a different perspective, to understand that the way that we are looking at 2024 and beyond is specifically in the childcare sector, how you have to relook at the way that you are leading, the way that you are having one-on-ones with your staff, the way that you are leading difficult conversations, the way that you prepare for difficult conversations, the way that you respond to families, the way that you respond to your licensor walking into the door, the way that you go in and observe and do classroom observations, the way that you hire, the way that you onboard. These things have to shift in the way that you are leading them. I am not talking about SOPs and processes. I am not talking about those systems in tech. That is not what this conversation is about. This is not a rehaul of the checklist that you have in onboarding. This is a rehaul in how you approach onboarding. What is your mindset around it? What is the mental game that you're approaching? How you are leading and onboarding people? Because this is where the conversation gets real. Because you got to tap out of the tactical stuff. And you have to remember it's mindset before mechanics. It's mindset and how you're going to approach something. It's completely different. So I'm really excited about continuing to have this conversation with you. Next week, we're going to dive into parent partnerships and relationships and how that really is impacting the childcare sector and how parents are actually driving more turnover inside of our schools than we've seen ever before uh, because of parent expectations, and how parents are raising children in today's generation. And we'll talk about that in the next episode. So thanks so much for joining me. And I hope you join us in the next episode. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? 
Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.